0: You're a punk-ass demon!
1: Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are at the very beginning of season 10, and I am way happier with this episode than I was the last episode, Chris.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a, this is a good one.
1: The listeners may remember that one of our chief complaints about Demon Dean and the premiere of season ten was that he was more like frat boy Dean, and in this episode we we get we get a glimpse of just how dark yeah. Demon Dean is. I am fucking here uh-huh. for it, man. Uh-huh. Chris, that's usually where you speak. It happens oh, after I, I thought, speak. Dude, I just
0: got I just got so confused because my phone started ringing the second that you paused, <laughs> and I was like, "Are you calling me?" <laughs> <laughs> no nope. a new york number is calling me eric is that you i know you're from new york yep. you slippery son of a bitch it's, all right
1: it's definitely eric
0: i'm very excited about episode two of season 10 um this is what we wanted to see jensen is uh mwah. he's chef's kiss as the kids say
1: they do say that i'm uh i also think that jensen is just having a fucking blast with this like he seems to be mm-hmm. just he's ripping up some seri- scenery he's chewing it up ripping it up tearing it up and uh, you can just tell that he's having a whole lot of fun with this. And he's kind of the only person. We're gonna get into this more, but everybody else looks like a trash bag in this episode.
0: Everybody looks so bad.
1: <laughs> it's so bad. It's like everybody did everybody get the plague in season ten? Are they all like working yeah from like are they all working with illnesses? What is going
0: on? Guys, please get it together.
1: Um, before we get into the main episode, I want to shout out the patrons over at patreon.com yes. slash monster of the week. Our most recent patron was Avi. Thank you, Avi. Uh, they've been talking to us a little bit on Twitter, so I'm glad they... Uh <laughs> Took the plunge and and joined up the Patreon so they can get access to exclusive podcast and our Discord as well as episodes early uh, every week. So that's yes. very very cool. And thank you for all thank you. thank all of you for doing that. And if yes. you're interested, Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week is the
0: place to do that. Chris, catch us up. What's happening with season ten? I remember this time, but I, it's almost it's almost be better off if I didn't remember this. Um, let's see. <clears throat> okay, last time on Supernatural. Sam is back from hell or, uh, wait, Dean nope. is back from hell. Nope. Uh, hold on a second. <laughs> Castiel is back from hell? Maybe? Nope. No, no, <laughs> no, no one is back from hell, yeah. but Dean, Dean's a demon. There we go. Right. Okay. Cause of the first blade in the marker camera, right, right, right? And he's super evil now. And he's hanging out with Crowley and doing demon deals, all sorts of evil shit. Wait, no, he's not, he's not super evil. He's just doing bad karaoke at a biker bar. Okay. Well, uh, then Sam, Sam, obviously, Jeremy, you know, Sam's been doing some wild shit on his own, right? No? He just, uh, <laughs> he broke his arm and he's been kidnapped by uh low-ranked Jeremy Renner, you say? That's yep. not what mm-hmm. I expected. Mm-hmm. Well, surely Castiel is up to something cool, right? Camping, camping with his cock out. Got it. Yep. Damn. Mm-hmm. Season ten is wild.
1: That's that's a really good description of what's been happening in season ten. All
0: right, <laughs> See, I told you, be better off. If I just didn't write one.
1: Oh man, um, yeah. This this is season ten, episode two, Reichenbach. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, this was written by Andrew Dab, directed by Thomas J. Wright, and came out on October 14th, 2014. Crowley tells Dean the Mark needs to be fed. Crowley notices Dean is becoming more and more aggressive. Uh, This this you know, this is an old joke. It's kind of a it's kind of a hack joke. But if you put the words in bed at at the end of each one of these sentences, they're a lot of fun. Anyway, Um, Crowley notices Dean is becoming more and more aggressive. Dean tells him that it's the side effect of being a demon. But Crowley knows it's something more. The Mark of Cain needs to be fed. Meanwhile, Sam is captured by Cole, an angry man who blames Dean for his father's death years ago and wants revenge. (laughs) Cole tortures Sam, hoping he'll tell him where Dean is hiding. Hannah sees how weak Castiel is becoming as his grace continues to fade, so she makes a bold choice and asks Metatron for help. That's right, everybody. You thought we were done with Marv. Marv is back and some of the shittiest stuff in this episode. Uh, before we get into this, I, I didn't mention this last episode. We had um, a very good friend of the podcast, Niz, write in about the actor who plays Cole. Um, apparently, the actor is extremely problematic. Uh, we're not like we we have dissed Mark Pellegrino on this podcast. I've I've not actually seen any of the stuff Travis Cole has done, so I'm not going to get like real into it. But like me and Chris don't pay a lot of attention to the in real life actors very much. Like we. I don't think either one of us really follows those dudes on social media or like pays attention to what they're doing or anything. Um, so like I I didn't think about talking about it last time, and we're probably not going to get into the details of it. But just so you know, we're we're aware of it, and um, it's it kind of sucks. And also he has a sh- he has shitty facial hair, which is how you know he's a bad mm-hmm. guy. So, 19 mm-hmm. year old Jay. Yeah shitty facial hair bad guy Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking like, i
0: think I, I i said online like um i i was kind of pretty peripherally aware that like there was something with him but i thought you know what i'm not 100 sure so i'm just gonna dunk on his character instead <laughs> yep
1: um so we start the episode with a uh, young boy laying in bed uh he wakes up <laughs> Um, hearing what sounds like somebody just getting the absolute shit. We have never heard someone be beaten up this bad. Like, we've seen it, but we've never heard it this much. They really leaned into the sound effects. It's like a bunch of, like, T-bone steaks slapping against each other from the outside of this dude's room. Yeah,
0: it's pretty gross. Uh, Also, I would just like to say I was looking at my notes just now, and I realized that I could add in bed to any of these. June 21st, 2003, Young Cole sees his dad murdered by Dean in bed. Yep um <laughs> yeah he's hearing some stuff downstairs so he thought well oh, better go check it out a uh, little young cole it, i they put him in these pajamas that suggested he was just like a baby child but i think he's supposed to be a teenager which also confused the shit out of me because when we first were introduced to cole i'm like this guy's older than the winchesters right uh he doesn't look <laughs> that young maybe it's just because of his like demeanor and he has a wife and like an older child but then i remember that like sam and dean aren't exactly kids anymore either they're like in their 30s at least dean is so you know that's a whole thing
1: yeah the timeline here is a little weird because uh it's this is 13 year old cole we're gonna hear we're gonna learn that later on in the episode um he finds his 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 bloodied father um and then in walks dean carrying a knife uh, which looks like the demon knife but obviously can't be the demon knife i don't think Uh um, yeah it's just a knife i guess and and dean immediately just like looks at the kid and you can tell the kid like really wants revenge or whatever uh but like so cole is 13 you have to think like 10 years have passed at least because he went to the military he's out he has a kid you know like so dean had to be looking at this like he had to be in his early 20s which dean puts him in his early 20s
0: yeah because yeah. he's 24 when the show starts in 2005 no he's 26 when he started when the show started in 2005 so he was 24 here i don't okay. know why i know all this shit but yeah, yeah.
1: so it's just it's, it's a little weird and they do some um i don't know if this is some makeup effects <laughs> it's uh, like a,
0: it's an effect it's like a digital effect it's like a snapchat filter they put it on dean's face to make him look younger
1: yeah it's this clean faces mod of supernatural is what we just have here yeah. <laughs> like that you can get for Skyrim. Um, yeah, it's it's very much like that effect they keep doing in like superhero movies, like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson is now twenty two. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Um so yeah, we, we go back into the modern day and uh Cole is telling this to Sam and basically explaining why he wants revenge on Sam. And of course Sam straight up refuses to tell Dean where where he is and excuse yeah, he, me. Sam uh, refuses Sam, to tell Cole where Dean is. Yeah, he,
0: he gives up like like, Hey, I'm really sorry for what happened, genuinely, but like there would have been a reason for him to do that. And this is where I noticed that like, so Sam's been tied up since last episode. It looks like he got a haircut, <laughs> uh, a bad haircut since last episode. You know, I love my boy, Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, I love his hair, mm-hmm. but he does not look good in this episode at all. And it's not just because he's been beat up. It's because they gave him a haircut. It isn't good. <laughs>
1: um this, even without the haircut like he he's beaten up and like throughout the rest of the episode he's going to have like baggy eyes and he's just going to look run down he's going to look sick like he just looks like he's a yeah. very sick person throughout this episode
0: which um, i like i like the rest of that i think it like it just shows this kind of vulnerable just worn down side of Sam, um, that I think works well for everything that's going on. But it was just right here. I was like, Man, did Cole give him that cut? Was that his first step in the torture? Was like, I'm about to just like, I'm not even gonna shave your head. I'm not even gonna get rid of those luscious locks. I'm just gonna make you like them less.
1: <laughs> oh man, we got some really great feedback in about Sam sh- uh, having his head shaved that we're gonna talk about at the end yeah. of the season that I'm excited about. Um, but yeah, Sam tries to
0: explain to Cole like, dude, he tries, he
1: tries to give him the speech. There are monsters. Yeah. yeah, I love this because Cole is like, oh, you don't have to tell me about monsters. I was in, you know, I did two tours. I was in Fallujah. I saw child soldiers. I played yeah. Metal Gear Solid Five. I like, I yeah. know what real monsters are. Uh, and and Sam's response is so fucking hilarious. He's tied it's up. He's bleeding, funny. and he just yells out, "No, I mean vampires,
0: like, werewolves, monster <laughs> monsters." <laughs>
1: Sam is usually pretty good at giving this speech. I, I get that he's a little bit <laughs> uh, really in, in duress right now and very frustrated, and also has a lot on his plate. Like, but he's still yeah. got to deal with his brother. Um, so, like, but just yelling like, search out-
0: my bag, dude. Go look at my bag. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of weird shit in there. <laughs> oh,
1: it's so fucking weird. And, and he course- does,
0: and he's like, yeah. What do you? You, got, you thirsty? You got your canteen here. He's like, oh, it's holy water, sir.
1: I think he says, uh, I guess even psychopathic uh, psychopath liars need to uh, stay hydrating. He's like, no, it's of water. I need that to fight demons. And He's like, yeah. that's exactly what a psychopath liar would say, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like Cole, but uh, Cole's like, insistence that nothing is wrong is, is pretty good. And then um, we get our splash screen, which we didn't talk about in the last episode because we normally don't talk about splash screens too much. But uh, this one's pretty – like it's cool looking, but it's pretty plain. Like I don't feel like this one is very evocative or – like we, we used to get them like where they would have wings or like burnt wings or something. So to kind yeah. of match the theme of the season, but we don't really get that here.
0: Yeah. It's just like, um, it's like a blue devil's trap or something, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's just not, it's not very like, it doesn't feel very thematic, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks, it looks okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um,
1: and then from here we go to kill deer North Dakota where frat boy Ooh. Dean is at a strip club, Uh, A stripper is in full American, uh, like, she's got the American flag bikini on, and she's dancing to She's My Cherry Pie. Uh, It feels very, like, classic American strip club kind of stuff.
0: Um, And then Dean tries to get a little uh, touchy-feely. She says no. He tries to, like, give her more money for it. She still is like, no, dude. Uh, And then, um, rightfully so, the bouncer comes over to kick Dean out, and Dean basically just kills the guy.
1: Yeah, Dean, like puts this dude in the hospital essentially like sam's gonna talk to this bouncer later to figure out where dean is but like and the bouncer is all fucked up he's got his arm in a sling like dean fucks this guy up pretty poorly also dean don't do this like i know you're supposed to be a demon but that's not cool man like this this chick is working for a living like don't don't be trying to hassle the the help what are you doing
0: it's not very nice Mm -hmm. um it cuts back and forth between dean beating the shit out of this bouncer and sam getting beat up by cole um, which is neat and, and, I kind of like
1: that as a uh,
0: yeah yeah no it's it's a good mm. shot just to show like this is what's happening right now and um, just to show how much Sam or how much Dean doesn't care about Sam I think that that's what this is supposed to kind of like reinforce because last episode he talked on the phone with Cole um, but for whatever reason that like wasn't in my mind as I was watching it I was like yeah no of course of course Dean doesn't care why would I even associate that he's just, it's nothing um, but I think that that is probably supposed to hammer that home where it's like normally Dean would be raising hell trying to get sam back trying to save him um but right now he's just at a strip club aimlessly beating up a bouncer who's just trying to do his job uh it's a bad look for everybody but sam is there he's taking his torture um cole keeps telling sam to to tell him where dean is i like sam's line here because he tells him to shove it up his ass Mm -hmm. um which is absolutely no reason for that lip right now sam you're in a bad spot sam but i love me a defiant sam i gotta say it yeah, and Sam has
1: had good luck being defiant while he's tied up, like in, in both his yeah. professional and his uh, love life. So works out really well for Definitely. Sam. <laughs> um, <laughs> right as Cole picks up a, a, like a, a hammer and he's kind of threatening to break Sam's knees, uh, his phone rings and it's his family and his his wife tells him his, little, his son wants to talk to him. So Cole like walks out of the uh, what did we say? The dry, dry barn factory or whatever we called this last episode. Yeah, something like um, that. But when he picks up his phone, he drops his keys, which have a a small pocket knife attached to them. Um, So, of course, he
0: later claims to have done this on purpose. I don't I
1: I don't think he did this. I mean, like he does end up following Sam around and that is how he finds Dean. So, like, maybe. But I don't know. I don't want to give Cole any more credit than he deserves. So I'm kind of willing just to say that this is (laughs) this was just him being a fuck up and then like, oh, I fucked up. How do I make this better? And and then trying to figure something out about it.
0: Mm -hmm. um but yeah so he what he runs over to talk on the phone yeah yeah and then when he comes Um, back in
1: sam is gone he has escaped
0: that's right that's right he's just talking on the phone to his kid like sorry buddy i'm busy right now uh murdering and torturing a stranger because uh i just don't want to spend any time with you sorry yeah (laughs) mom will take you to the baseball game
1: (laughs) (laughs) or your little brother that i haven't told you that you have (laughs) so either one we only have two tickets Um, and you both can't go yeah
0: Outside of the strip club, Crowley shows up and he talks to Dean about Dean's anger management issues. I think that um, Crowley's been looking pretty uh, slick, slide, and smooth this season. Looks like he maybe trimmed down a little bit. He's got his hair kind of brushed down a little bit longer. I don't know if I said it last episode. I just wanted to point it out. I think he's looking pretty handsome. But um, he he's like, "Yo, Dean, we need to talk about your anger management issues because this is this is going to be a problem." Um, uh, I, it's bad for business. As you know, you can't just be going around mashing people's faces, in. it's bad for business. Yeah, but uh, we don't linger too long on them. We go right back over to Cass.
1: And Castiel is is washing his hands. He still has his stab wound from the the fight at the campsite earlier, and is just looking pretty rough in general. Uh, Hannah comes over, um, heals the stab wound, and Castiel's like, "Hey, you, you don't have to you don't have to stay." And she's like, "No, I want to. I want I want to help you." And he says, "Well, that's that's very human, and um, I just want to call this out." Hannah in this episode like really fucking works for me. Like Hannah's been a yeah. pretty strong presence since the since last season. She's becoming one of my favorite supporting characters in this show despite her not actually doing a whole lot. I think this is the first time that we see her really like branching out and we see her doing some stuff on her own and I I am really kind of here for it. I like her a lot. I
0: I like Hannah because she reminds us a lot I think of early Castiel. A Castiel who is being tugged on by humanity you know there is something there's something that there's a love of of, of humanity in him um, but at the end of the day he was still an angel and, and and heaven's orders came first and i feel like hannah is like that too so we're kind of getting to see this almost like this past reflection of what castiel was as somebody else starts to maybe go through that journey in a different way again you know she doesn't have another human like dean drawing out that humanity in her but she has castiel and just seeing that like stark difference of how far castiel has come i think it re- works really well but this, she is she in this episode for whatever reason she does stand out in her own right it's not just a reflection of, of castiel but as somebody who is um perhaps becoming an actual interesting character
1: exactly yeah um it's around this time that sam calls in and fills castiel in on everything that's going on with dean and of course castiel is very concerned and you can see uh hannah in the background like hearing his side of the conversation that he's dean is in trouble and she's just kind of she doesn't quite roll her eyes but she's you could tell she's like lord give me strength i've got to help this dude help this help his boyfriend once again even though that guy does not care about him whatsoever like i've got (laughs) to i've got to do this thing i got to help castiel um and later that night, they're they're driving in Castiel's Hoopty, and Hannah just straight up says, like, hey, are you sure you want to help these dudes? Like, I think they're extremely a bad influence on you. Uh, I don't think that they're healthy for you. I think that guy is kind of into you, but emotionally abusing you right now because he's kind of half demon. Yeah. He doesn't actually go, go into all of that. But, uh, and Castiel responds with this really sweet statement of, they're the best men I've ever known, and they're my friends, which is very mm-hmm. sweet. Like, props to you, Castiel, yeah. for like having this kind of relationship with these people.
0: He's not slagging off his friends in front of his new girlfriend, you know. He's being cool. He's being a real one.
1: He's staying being a true. real one, staying true to his friends. Uh, yeah. he's, unfortunately, he's not staying to his straight. Staying true to his driving ability because he probably falls asleep and runs <laughs> yeah. off the road.
0: Well, shouldn't be funny. It should. It just is for some it's reason. A, it is a weird <laughs> like, comedy beat in the episode, though, right? Yeah. It's very funny, um, and then we just don't see him again for a while. It's like, did they die? Like, no, they didn't die. They're angels. I, I mean, clearly, he's just showing like his frailty, you know. Um, and he crashed that fucking whip that he's been rocking since last season, but not like
1: too bad. Um, it's just going to need some new tires, apparently. But like, and they're fine. Like, they don't get beaten up or anything. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. we go back over to Dean, who sidles up to a bar next to next to Crowley. He orders two shots for himself and then a shot of. Whatever with your tiniest umbrella for Crowley, I guess.
0: Imagine going into a bar and just saying two shots, not not saying what they are. Maybe he's in a place where you don't have to indicate that you want whiskey, and just like some vague insult to your friend as his order, and then the bartender just be like, "All right." I um, I met Autumn. <laughs> I'm not getting fucking paid enough for this, but all right. <laughs>
1: I met Autumn at uh our our local Vietnamese restaurant that we go to quite a bit, and um, there was a new bartender, and I was um. Autumn hadn't got there yet, but I knew she was only a couple of minutes behind me. So, like, I go to the bar, sit down, uh, bring me a glass of water, I'm, and um, one of the waitresses comes over and says hello, and we're chatting. And the bartender says, like, oh, hey, do you, do you want anything else? And I'm like, yeah, give me two sapporos." And so she brings out two sapporos in a bottle, and she brings out one glass, and she's like, do you want me to pour both of them at the same time so like she was completely and i didn't even think about it because most of them most of them know that i only go to go there with autumn so i was like oh no i got and luckily autumn walked in as this interaction was happening so she was like yeah that one of those is mine i was like oh good i'm de- I, so i don't look quite like an alcoholic like i usually do yeah <laughs> Yeah. um so crowley this is where crowley tells him that uh if he doesn't start killing Um, he'll just keep feeling this anger and this rage and, uh, basically describes Dean as a drug addict with his drug of choice being death. And if he doesn't get, if he doesn't kill people, he's going to, he's going to snap with all of the anger and
0: the bloodlust. But then he would kill somebody and then he would be all, all set, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It just sort of feels like it's, uh, it's, it, it would, it would fix itself. (laughs) Like, not that we want Dean to just kill indiscriminately. And I don't even know if Dean wants that. I don't know. But, um. You know, if he snapped, he would kill somebody and they go, oh, word, I'm good now. (laughs)
1: It's 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 weird because, like, we definitely see that Dean is on a short fuse in this episode um, and he he does kill someone later and then describes it as feeling great. uh, But he almost seems like he's trying to act aloof about it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. he's really struggling with himself to to not just completely kill everybody in his path right like it's a right. it's a weird balancing act, and there's this whole thing about uh, we're gonna get here in just a second about him like being kind of halfway in between this transformation mm-hmm. thing and like he's gonna have to pick a side and uh i like i don't I don't feel like Dean is completely committed to this yet, but at the same time, like he can't help himself but want to kill people
0: right <laughs> this is, this exchange is almost like saying to an alcoholic. We better get you a drink before you snap and get a drink.
1: Absolutely. Like I, <laughs> like, like what? I saw some uh I saw some really <laughs> shitty tweets online the other day where a guy was like, you know, they, they it's just the drug companies pumping you in with, with with behavioral modifying drugs. If you're feeling sad, you just need a beer. And I'm like, "Come on, dude. <laughs> like, that's not yeah. that's the, oh, there's a lot of science out there that says that's not the way to treat your depression. Like please don't do that." <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um Crowley has a proposal though. Um, he describes a a woman named Mindy Morris who uh, her husband caught her cheating. There's like this real weird like called flagrante d- <laughs> delicto moment where this like hapless loser looking motherfucker walks in on his wife who straight up is like a B- Pamela Anderson c- clone. Like it's really yeah, I was like, what is happening? Yeah, here? <laughs> with like w- what looks like Cole but is not like a shitty version it's of Cole. Yeah. But like is because all these guys look the same. Yeah, I mean it's just it just it's one of those like bad facial hair having like wearing t-shirts without sleeves kind of dudes it's, it's just, just a like weird one of these setup. one of these porn dudes yeah it's, it's, like a porn it's, a, it's a, very much a porn dude that dude wears his watch while he has sex and keeps his socks on yeah. like he's a porn dude it absolutely keeps socks on yeah i wouldn't be surprised if both of these people this. were like filming a porn site so- filming a porn movie and like we're like hey can you come like can we just get the first half yeah. of this just the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Can we
0: just get the footage from the beginning? Because um, then afterwards in that scene, the husband actually just joined in, but they cut that part out. And they made another storyline out of it for Supernatural. Um, but yeah, this is this woman. Mindy Morris is her name. She is uh, her. Essentially, she was cheating on her husband. So her husband sold his soul to have her killed because she was going to divorce him and take all of his money. So great thanks um honestly just hire a hitman dude if you're gonna be that scummy about it might as well not sell your soul right um
1: yeah like it's it's a weird thing like i i mean like there's just different ways to handle this we're gonna find this find out later that this dude is kind of a scumbag anyway so it's not that huge of a deal but um
0: yeah i mean yeah we should have known from the beginning yeah Um, yeah just just dump her, dude. Um, this so- Mindy Morris chick
1: has one credit on IMDb, and it's just this. This is the only thing <laughs> that she has ever appeared in. I, can't, I need to know more about Mindy Morris and who she is. That's really funny.
0: Um, So a lady, we see a lady, I don't know if she, I, thought, I called her a, tr- a trucker at first, but I actually wasn't totally sure. A woman drives Cass and Hannah back to her house and is super nice to them. So presumably she found them on the side of the road, helped them out, blah, blah, blah. Um, Yeah, she's super nice to them. She is just... Opening her doors in her house, I think she's like, "Hey, I gotta go hit the road, but you can go in my house if you
1: want." Yeah, she um, she's like, "I need to go get tires for your car. Go watch some TV. I've got some stuff in the fridge that y'all can eat." And it's like, "What? <laughs> These
0: three are three bean st- surprise in there." Yeah. Uh, also, we find out later she has a daughter. I don't know if her young daughter was just like home alone with the strangers or what the deal was. This <laughs> but was but yeah, you know.
1: so suspect to me, my man. Like, I I, I really thought yeah. that this was going to end up being a demon of some some kind because I I just I, it was just so suspect about the whole situation.
0: And I guess it's supposed to be like, hey, this is, this is like what humanity has to offer. Like there's actually good stuff out there too. Um, My, my uncle, he, he, uh, he always does this kind of stuff. He just like went to get coffee and he bought the, the food and everything for the people behind him in line. And like, I guess like he's from Arkansas and that it- it's just whatever. It, people are always thankful, but it seems like it happens more down there because up here in Boston, he said that they everybody freaked out when he did it. And like some dude followed him into the parking lot and was like shaking his hand. He's like, it wasn't really that big of a deal. It was like 10 bucks. <laughs> like, I was just trying to be nice. Like, Michael's a very, very nice man, but yeah, people were losing their minds. This, hap- this <laughs> happened. Like, Leave me alone.
1: <laughs> this happened to me at a Starbucks one time where I, I pulled up in the drive thru and uh, the, chick, the cashier was like, Oh hey, the person in front of you um, paid for your drink, and I was like, "Oh, that's really nice." And like, it was like a four dollars or something latte, right? And I'm like, "Well, yeah. what does the person behind me have?" I'll, I'll, I'll I will continue. I will. Sp- I don't remember what this expression is. I will chase the love, spread forward. the love, pay it forward. Thank you, pay it forward. Um, and they were like, "But yeah, chase the love. Chase definitely chase <laughs> the love, just like a dragon." Uh, and the, and the cashier was <laughs> like, "Oh, they have like four or five drinks and some food, so it's like twenty four dollars." And I was like, "You know what?" I'm not. I'm not feeling that much love today. I'm not going to pay that (laughs) for. Like I came here to buy a four dollar coffee. I'm not buying somebody's whole fucking breakfast. Yeah, that's that's not fair. That's not
0: fair.
1: (laughs) Um. There's, also, there's a good line here where Hannah goes over to the refrigerator and looks at the three beans surprise and says, I understand the three beans, but what is the surprise? Which I thought was actually yeah. really funny. Very very early, yeah. Castiel. Um, and this just gives Castiel the opportunity to crawl to the couch and immediately fall asleep.
0: Um, He's out in one second. I mean, I guess he was asleep at the wheel and he probably took some head trauma. So mm-hmm. um, they should be telling him to stay awake, but whatever. Uh, head trauma is least no. of his concerns. His grace is You think failing. Hannah
1: knows anything yeah. about fucking concussions? Like, she's like, I don't know what no. that is. I'm, j- I'm just an yeah. angel. <laughs> I don't even know how to fix that. Um, my, my angel powers don't even cure concussions. That's why the NFL yeah. is so bad. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> NFL uh. not sponsored by
1: heaven. <laughs> uh, we go back over to Dean, who is scoping out the house. He's he's creepy watching uh, Mindy through the through the window. And yeah,
0: just like a regular murderer, just like not a normal like a demon murderer. Dean.
1: Yeah, uh, he's kind of seems like he was a little bit excited about this whole situation. Yeah. Uh, oh, he
0: was fully erect. Yeah. Did you get that? Or was that just, maybe it was like, maybe it was just yeah. the shadows. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know.
1: Definitely, definitely um, something happening downstairs.
0: Something. Yeah. You know, it might've been the, it might've been the first blade, but I, you know, whatever. That's what he calls it anyway.
1: Um, a <laughs> little known fact, <laughs> when you, uh, when you take the mark and you get the first blade, your dick turns into the shape of the first blade. So that's a whole, situ- very, whole situation yeah. down there. Like very toothy dick that yeah. he's got down there.
0: Absolutely. Toothy dick for sure. Um, so we can't we can't name driveway. this episode
1: toothy dick right we can't i
0: it, it <laughs> crossed my mind too just so you know it crossed my mind too um <laughs> uh, what about toothy member is that a little bit you uh, think that's, that's, no. i think that might be worse that might be worse that might
1: be worse because um, nobody's named member <laughs> you could get, right, get away right. like oh
0: there's a guy named dick and he's got a lot of teeth but yeah. nope nope you don't know you don't know um so the uh the husband shows up a guy pulls into the driveway and dean is like what is this motherfucker doing uh thankfully it wasn't the cops <laughs> um but yeah dean um Dean just like gets in the car with this dude it scares the shit out of him and yeah it's the husband um dean very quickly flashes him the the black eyes and this is where dean really this is this is where goofy frat boy dean who just likes to punch people becomes demon dean in my opinion he starts like from this point on throughout the rest of the episode he's very scary and i love it
1: um he, he he tries to tell lester he tries to communicate with lester of like hey the whole reason that you hire a hitman is so that you can go have an alibi and the guy's like i know what an alibi is i watch franklin and bash and both dean and i had the same reaction to this comment which was what the fuck is franklin and bash like i looked at autumn and autumn shrugged i'm like i don't know
0: what this is y'all I have no clue is this a serial heard tv of it show, as a show. <laughs> yeah i've heard of it as a show but that's all I know. maybe it's on fx i don't know who the
1: fuck knows um and then Never seen it. Lester goes on this whole like rant about. Yeah she cheated on me so she deserves To die and Dean kind of Guesses like yeah but I bet you have cheated on her and he's like Yeah but it's different for guys because you know we're Not biologically Ugh. built for monogamy And and you I, I Just I, you know I it's, it's guys and women are you know she needs To yeah, die he says it's
0: different when guys Do it and then Dean punches this dude So hard in the fucking face <laughs> I,
1: hate, I hate that I'm sitting here, over here cheering For demon Dean but this dude needs to die yeah,
0: This dude <laughs> this dude's got it Um uh, but yeah the dude is like wow you can't punch me he's also he's got that like porn star like sleaze look with the with the mustache and everything but he sounds kind of like just this this dork you know men are just different you know we just we gotta spread our seed i'm like gentlemen please we need to we need to knock all of this off immediately um but yeah he tries to he tries to put like a cool guy guard with dean being like you work for me now yeah gotta do what i say
1: you're a punk-ass demon is what he says (laughs) (laughs) um
0: dean is dean's not having that
1: I'm trying to, there was one of the, I thought it was a Simpsons voice actor that plays a, just a real shitbag loser in the good place that this guy really reminds me of. It's not him, but he just has the same kind of look, but um, I can't find it, so no big deal. Uh, Dean, Dean
0: leans in real close there, looks this, this boy in the eyes, (laughs) and then sticks that first blade (laughs) right into him. Yep. Uh, Killing The scene is so slow And so like Just so menacing It's like holy shit
1: <laughs> Just slides the blade in softly Like we saw something similar When Metatron stabbed him Right like just that That slow Not like a stab But like a slow insertion Of a blade into the heart uh, And Dean is just staring at him in, in his eyes Like he's really getting Getting off on this He's really enjoying it um, his, He's getting so excited He has two de- two teeth On his dick now <laughs> Which is the sign of excitement <laughs> in, a, in a demon dick Oh no Oh <laughs>
0: no Oh no! Yeah, Dean. So Dean, he got that extra tooth, and he got it right. He got it right into Lester's uh, guts. Um, and that's that. Lester's dead.
1: And we go over to Sam, who is interviewing the bouncer from the strip club that Dean beat up earlier. And it's revealed that Cole is following him. Um, from there, we bounce back over to Castiel, who is. Uh, a little girl, the 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 tow He's truck talking drivers, to like
0: some dumb baby or something. I don't some know. very
1: small, very cute girl. Um, the girl tells him about a, a special dream, or she had a she, she had a bunch of snot and and took it on a roller coaster ride or something. And Castiel just says that sounds like very special snot. And I'm like, Castiel, who are you? What is, what yeah. is this? What is happening right now? I don't understand any of this.
0: What I wrote for this scene was Cass talks to a dumb baby. Baby, I don't know. They talk about snot. <laughs> the lady ships Cass and Hannah. <laughs> the lady
1: totally. ships <laughs> chips gas and hannah says so too like man he's like, got a good this guy scene there. and
0: then yeah this scene and the scene right before it with sam i like completely skipped over because i was still writing notes about dean in the car like, oh yeah friend, like, excited about, <laughs> about his extra tooth you know uh, i was so i was so into that that i like didn't look at the tv for these two scenes and i just go i don't know they're talking about snod or something whatever also anybody under the age of like six to me is a baby so sure that's yeah. i mean i would go 10 how old this girl is. <laughs> i would go 10 like okay. any, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, anybody sure. in
1: single digits is a baby and i shouldn't be talking to them unless i'm related to them yeah um fair enough uh so from uh here hannah acts very awkward when she gets like when this chick is like oh you he's, he's you got a very nice boyfriend and hannah's like oh uh whoa no we're not uh we're not uh uh uh, uh but from here we go over to crowley who is getting a briefing from two of his demon assistants. Uh, this, this do demon is very much a pencil pusher and talking about his 64 p- point plan to uh, increase soul production by 0.02%. And you could tell Crowley is just like dying in this thing. He just yeah. does not fucking care.
0: Um, but that's just the kind of world that, that Crowley lives in. But then he gets a call, uh, and, or one of his demon lackeys does that Sam Winchester is close. Um, so that's that's the best, most exciting news Crowley's ever heard. Um, but then Gene shows up shortly after. Chris, do you remember? Um,
1: do you remember in season five where it's revealed that all of all, if not most of uh, Sam's friends in college and his teachers were all being possessed by demons so they could keep an eye on him? Yeah. Do you think that's yeah. still happening? Like, how do they know? Like, obviously, like they're not employing Cole at this point. Cole's not calling in to mm. check with Crowley, like. Are they just following? Like, are people, are demons still following Sam Winchester around? Is that how they do?
0: There's some who just literally never got the memo. They didn't hear about (laughs) Yellow Eyes. They didn't hear about (laughs) Lucifer. They've been very focused on this one thing for a really long time. And honestly, it's remarkable that Sam managed to date the one girl at his college who was actually human. Um, And and, well, we see we see where that ended up. You know, I think things would have ended a little bit differently had she been a demon. So that's that's the only confirmation that we have that Jessica was actually human.
1: Do you think that Jessica could have been a demon it could have been possessed by a demon up until the point where she got burned on the roof like he, his whole relationship with her was fake
0: i don't i don't want to go there man that's his whole that's woof that's yeah, yeah. dark that's dark
1: A <laughs> 3 slash uh monster leak writes fanfic is where you need to go for the a3.com <laughs> slash motw fanfic um so dean shows up and he tells crowley that he killed lester crowley who whose whole thing is you know the art of the deal right like not to make a bad trump reference but his whole yeah, thing is yeah. like the integrity of the demon deal has to be has to be maintained is extremely pissed about this and i love and he got, goes through this stuff well that's not gonna happen i have no souls and she's not dead the math doesn't work out and dean's just like yeah. well there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah it. he just
0: he yeah. just doesn't That's, fucking care man just doesn't give a shit but then he shoves the shit out of crow uh yeah out of crowley and mm-hmm. uh crowley's cronies think that this is kind of this is kind of funny they all smirk a little bit it's always funny when the boss man gets, gets taken down up. a notch right yeah 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 but crowley gets back up he tells dean he needs to pick a side between human or demon he can't, can't keep um riding the line between these two things and dean comes back with his very scary or what? What are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do if I don't choose? Um and yeah, this is uh this is this is where I wrote in my notes. Why waste time on strippers and karaoke when you could be like this? This exactly. is what you should be getting from Dean from the beginning because it's so scary and it's so good. Um and he yeah, he tells um he tells Crowley, I'll call you when I need somebody to kill. Otherwise, stay out of my way. Uh and then they kind of they kind of break up.
1: Yeah. Crowley says the relationship is over They, they, This is, yeah. this is official breakup, man. We usually it's the brothers breaking up with each other, but this, this is Dean and Crowley. They're not going to have any threesomes Dean anymore. And Crowley. They're not going to, they're not no going to more threesomes, obviously be having sex with one another anymore. Um, yeah,
0: it's, it's just, it's over and done with.
1: All right. So from here, we go back over to, um, <clears throat> Cass and Hannah. Uh, very briefly, just enough time to for Hannah to be like, maybe I should drive, and Castillo to be like, yeah, that's probably a good idea.
0: Yeah, it's probably it's probably a good idea. <laughs> uh, Sam
1: is leaving his his shitty hotel room, um, looking again like he has the fucking plague. Like it's very, yeah. Sam does not have good looks in this episode. Um,
0: At least the flu. I mean, it's he's not he's not looking good. Um, and this is not the time you want to run into uh, somebody from high school. But sure enough, Sam runs into Crowley.
1: Yep, and Crowley says, "Hey." You've been looking for your brother. I'm willing to give him up. Uh, but of course, I want something in return. And Sam is, is you know, looking daggers at this dude. He still thinks all yeah. of this is Crowley's fault. Because he literally it pulls out the he, demon he knife. pull out yeah. a demon knife. Um, we go back over to Castiel, who wakes up in the hoopty. Um, he's on the passenger side. He's alone. He is in the... Uh, children's playground In the playground yep <laughs> yeah he, he calls out for hannah and uh, another angel is like hannah's not here she's she's taken the stairway to heaven and castiel is like how did i not recognize you were an angel this is so weird I <laughs> 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 I, usually i can spot angels pretty well but you really got me there
0: yeah. unnamed angel person who we will never see again yeah. um uh, we see and then we see hannah going to talk to marv to metatron yep. who is all he's all locked up and if you know it Hannah's not doing anything nefarious. She's she's trying to help out Castiel here. Um, she wants to find out what, if any, of Castiel's grace might remain out there, and she, she wants to get that back. Obviously, Metatron wants something in exchange. Um, he says if she lets him out, he'll offer up the grace, and then he'll just leave and go to another galaxy. He says he's done with humanity, blah, blah, blah. But we all know that's not true. Yeah. Um, he this is this was my favorite moment of this episode i think where, where marv is leaning in all close against his prison cell bars and she just grabs him and slams his head against the the bars it's incredible
1: well it's because marv has continued to make these weird sexual jokes at her like he he greets yeah. her by saying hello beautiful and i, I just want to call out that line because the wiki helpfully means that it says that it's a reference to something that the joker says and the dark knight which mm-hmm. normally i'd say like all right wiki you're stretching like anybody can say hello beautiful but that marv quoting the the Joker from The Dark Knight is actually really a character for Marv. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's such a Absolutely. fucking scumbag and piece of shit.
0: Uh, also, every time that you quote anyone, and you time that anyone quotes... The Joker from The Dark Knight, their soul corrodes just a little bit. Just more. a little bit, yeah. Um, just a piece a, of them dies inside. A small their piece. Heart. They might not know it, <laughs> yeah. But that's how you get incels. Um, so, but he made he, the joke that, that came from
1: the the joke. You no, know, it's accurate. Um, all incels love the Joker. It's it's a fact. The uh, but he yep. he makes a joke about her wanting to get Cass's grace back because she wants to be dominated by him. Uh, which is incredibly rude and shitty. So she just grabs mm-hmm. him and like slams him into the bars, which is really perfect. Great. Uh, Got him. And in between that, Castiel shows up and immediately says that Marv is lying, and like he 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 says, you know, I've seen people make these deals. I've been in desperate situations like that. I see how this comes out. I do not want this. This is not my choice. And Hannah yeah, is a little bit taken aback, but she's like, you
0: know what, you're you're right, and I'm I'm sorry. And then she jets. Yeah, we'll see if uh, she decides to go back on those words. We don't know yet, but yeah, because she says, um. Or Castiel's like, yeah, you just you just have to let me die. Like, you can't make this deal with Marv. It's going to make everything way fucking worse. Yeah, Um, I think this is where I started
1: really getting into Hannah, by the way, like this whole this whole scene.
0: If, if what Metatron asked for was like a steady supply of uh, books and entertainment. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, why not? Hook the guy up. If in exchange for Castiel's grace, that sounds fucking good, but he wants out and we can't let that happen. Um, I mean, considering his entire existence before trying to become God was living in an apartment reading books, I feel like they could probably arrange it. Like, dude, you're basically going to be living your old life. You're just going to be in here. Yeah. Um, I mean, here I have justified imprisonment, but whatever. You will get,
1: you will get one book per year. So make it last
0: make it last. Uh, we'll get you big books. you better ask for big ones um,
1: This is the third in the Dean Koontz odds to series narrative um
0: Cass says his his uh his happy place is knowing that Marv is all locked up um and this is where where Metatron really puts on puts on the charm and he says, yes, eventually I will get out, and everyone will die um he he just finally makes his threats plain like i'm gonna kill everybody when i get out of here and it's your fault um he says castiel is a dead man walking and and that's that
1: he yells it chris like castiel walks yeah. off and he yells it like two or three times it's a very weird scene he just dead man walking dead man walking
0: like, it's, it's just a
1: it's a weird thing to... It
0: must be a movie reference, but it's oh, yeah. probably it... somebody... on. Uh, it's a movie on the wiki that no one... Uh, that, it's a movie that someone on the wiki hasn't seen. There we go.
1: Yeah, Exactly, yeah, because it, it, that's not actually in the Wikipedia, and I was trying to remember what movie it was. I, can't, I don't think it's The Green Mile. It could be The Green Mile, but it may be another just Death Row movie, like with
0: Sean Penn yeah. acting it up or something. Maybe it's from Dead Man Walking. Uh, Maybe it's from Dead Man Walking. <laughs> so, um, we see Dean... Um, uh, hurting himself today just to see if i could still feel or however that mm-hmm. song goes um Nailed it. he he cuts his own hand with the first blade and then just watches it heal um and then i guess he's sitting there thinking about what crowley said to him about picking a side um and also he's in the middle of a bar an empty bar uh and then sam walked in so before he can really contemplate his future too much more uh now his brother's here um, I, lo- I love
1: this very plainly delivered hiya sam just yeah. you know not even sammy just uh like just hi sam like it's just very well mm-hmm. delivered it's a very he doesn't even look line. up when he says it no i mean he just he just knows that he's there and then he tells the bartender who has a name that i've already forgotten to to go take a smoke break and the bartender leaves and uh like this is our first confrontation between sam and dean since the season started and of course sam immediately says like hey we can cure demons like we we did that. Like we, we can do that. And yeah, Dean's like, yeah, I remember lots of Latin, lots of blood. I got it. Yeah. But I'm, if I wanted to do that, I would have already done that. I left because I didn't want to do that.
0: Yeah. Sam is like, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll fix it. He's trying to be like supportive brother. And, uh, Dean hits him back with the, will we? And that will we is like the, like the hardest slap in the face. Cause right now I'm doing everything I can to not come over there and rip your throat out with my teeth. Oof. Um, chills Chris. like (laughs) out of context
1: it sounds kind of cheesy but like man like jensen fucking nails this whole scene so well
0: the delivery of it is really good because he's acting so casual just kind of like leaning there as if like nothing's wrong he said is he sitting at a piano i believe he's sitting at a piano at the start of the Um, scene
1: he is like we get one of those weird like i'm gonna hit one key but then he gets up and like walks over to the bar to make himself another drink
0: yeah that's right yeah and he he says this line to see about ripping his throat out and um sam says I don't know what the hell Sam's plan was here because he says he doesn't care um, if Dean has it coming or like whatever. Because oh yeah, Dean's like you don't know what I've done, Sammy. What you know? You know you don't know what you're we're up against here. But say so, yeah, Sam says he doesn't care. He says you're my brother and I'm here to take you home, which we know that that would have worked on Dean a million times over. Um, but Dean, Demon Dean here just fucking mocks Sam. He just laughs at him in his corny lines. He's like, dude, shut the fuck up, you nerd. Which is almost how I would expect them to act normally, and like, with, regardless of being demons. But, um... Yeah, he, yeah, he, he says, like, thank you for, for the laugh. Him.
1: Like, I mean, like, that's... Yeah. I mean, it's just... He's just, like, completely invalidating their whole brother experience right like he's just completely invalidating that relationship that mm-hmm. sam assumes is still there and dean yeah, is he confirming scoffs it at it. it
0: he laughs at it like mm-hmm. come on um and then dean or sam pulls out the like the, the demon handcuffs that they have which him and his little broken arm why on earth would that work why on earth would you think that that would work i just don't understand it. sam really <laughs> needs a buddy here sam really needs walking a walking over to him he needs he's he, just walking over
1: he needs a castiel or bobby or kevin or somebody to do a double brother bluff with because like i don't know what he, he needs was a expecting. carlos
0: or a mike or whatever, yeah. dude but Pete yeah he's Earth, just like i oh, to lumber over
1: somebody um anybody but as soon as he starts to walking over uh someone shoots a a canister of tear gas into the into the bar this immediately causes uh, sam to start choking and falling on the floor and he he kind of leaves um and then as soon as he runs out, Cole is just right there and punches him. And Sam is now knocked out for a little while. I
0: legitimately can't believe this. I, I, can't I believe just this. like
1: I laughed out loud. I was like, you got it's to It's a be fucking talking. joke at this point. It is, it's a running gag at this point. Like, it's ridiculous. It's like, you know, when they walk out to music dressed in weird uniforms in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, like it's exactly it's like yeah. a running joke. It's crazy.
0: There is a like, you know, obviously the boys don't have scars and stuff because the makeup would be too much of a hassle to do every episode. But like. You know they take a they take a bullet to the to the arm and they fix it themselves and it's badass and we just kind of go yeah that's fine they they they've been healed by angels and whatever like they get over with but there is a certain point where the amount of of brain trauma would basically turn Sam into a potato there is I do not believe I firmly believe that he he would be brain dead at this point like he, boxers don't go out for this long football players don't take this kind of damage he is knocked out unconscious. So consistently that I don't think he would be able to feed himself anymore. This, the, the, there is just a level of just tr- true absurdity going on with the with the Sam unconscious bit. But you know what? It's fine. We're just gonna keep doing it.
1: Um, Dean walks out, um, and him and Cole meet each other for the first time uh cole is like you know do you recognize me and dean's like do yeah you're that guy that did that thing no man i don't know who the fuck you are
0: yeah and
1: and cole's like you killed my dad and dean's just very flat okay (laughs) like does not
0: give a shit
1: i love i love demon dean so much in this he's so terrifying and he's so scary
0: beautiful but also when Cole is like, you know, when he says like, "Oh, blah blah blah," and he's like, "Oh yeah, we spoke on the phone." He goes, "Oh, you're the guy who's supposed to put a bullet in Sam's brain. Uh, did you miss?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Cole goes on a, like a long winded spiel here. Uh, I have it in my notes that says just says Cole is so boring because that's what he is. Um,
0: yeah, he gives him his revenge speech, which like, you said. Dude just goes, "Okay, <laughs> sure, yeah, whatever.
1: Don't care." Um, and then he pulls a knife. He puts the gun down uh, because he wants to stab Dean the way that Dean stabbed his father. And they start fighting and Dean is just handedly beating this dude's ass. Um, he, Sam in the middle of this fight wakes up and like goes inside back inside the bar uh cole is yelling a whole lot like screaming at one point he does like a karate pose (laughs) and dean laughs at him um i think he says like what do you know kung fu and cole's like i know know everything (laughs) it's (laughs) It's like shut the fuck up cole Um,
0: dean is like a really fantastic like video game villain right now and cole is a really awful one
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely 100 that's a very good analogy uh eventually cole does manage to get a cut on dean's face and dean is holding on to him and has his face pretty close to cole's when you know dean's face just heals up that the cut heals and he's like and dean's like you have no idea what you're getting into and cole's like what are you and of course the, he flashes the black eyes and is like i'm a demon yeah. and you can tell cole is like
0: what the fuck <laughs> what is, what, yeah, is what every every single one of us uh got a little aroused all at the same time i think oh uh, man
1: i had i had severe severe dick tooth at this my man yeah.
0: <laughs> extreme dick dude dude um yeah he just he just continues to to whoop this dude's ass without even giving a shit like he he beats the snot out of him absolutely but then he doesn't kill him he stops he doesn't kill him
1: and um he he holds the blade up to his neck chooses not to kill him and then like lets him like slide to the ground uh and then out of fucking nowhere sam is there with the holy water and manages to splash him with the holy water, get him off of his uh, get him off of his game, and then get those handcuffs behind his back and get him fastened on. I have never seen anybody put a set of handcuffs on one handed. Um, I have definitely not ever done that to myself, but uh, <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I just don't. See, <laughs> I just don't see how somebody could put on a pair of handcuffs one handed. I don't. I realize that like this show has demons and angels and all kinds of unrealistic stuff. I just. But I'm like how sam how did you make this work this seems impossible maybe
0: once even the one handcuff is on like that's enough to like to basically shut dean down um i don't yeah, know i don't know we haven't maybe we just, haven't
1: seen these handcuffs a whole lot so i don't i don't we don't really know yeah.
0: Yeah. we usually only see them put the one on and then later on they're always just w- with both on so i'm gonna assume that once the one cuff is on that it it, it, it does its magic um and it's the only way that this makes sense. If Sam had both arms, they go, oh, yeah, no, no problem. But he only has one. And he just threw water at him. So then he had to drop the water and then switch over to the handcuffs real quick. <laughs>
1: it's very, very weird. Uh, and also, this is written by Andrew Dabb, who has been known to take extreme liberties with all of like, the mechanics of how this yeah. shit works. So.
0: But um, when Dean gets that cuff on him, he snarls like a fucking rabid dog. Like, he yeah. goes full demon here. Like the noise that he makes. Like, oh, shit, Sammy, <laughs> you in trouble so now. So good, man.
1: This is so good. Uh, We Um, go to Sam uh, meeting up with Crowley. Uh, Dean is cuffed in the back of the Impala. Sam is handing over the first blade to Crowley. Uh, He says, you know, Sam's like, what are you going to do with it? He's like, I don't know i'll drop it in the volcano or put it on the moon and uh the, the wikipedia helpfully reminded me that in a previous episode it was uh discussed that you remember that crowley owns the moon so yeah. he, he can he Great. can just flip up there and you know drop a drop the knife off i don't know how he's gonna Perfect. hold it down there's no gravity on the moon my man what are you gonna do with that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but th- they talk it's not really that important but like the the big thing is him handing over the knife it's,
0: sam starts to go if i see you again and crowley's like oh stop it samantha <laughs>
1: stop it samantha is a really good comeback uh, um, this next scene is possibly maybe the dumbest scene in supernatural that i've it's seen it's so in a long time. fucking
0: funny it's so funny dude it's a bloody beaten nearly dead Cole just fumbling around in a public library smeared blood all over everything going give me every book you have on demons what
1: the hell what the fuck? Go to the hospital first. Go to the hospital. Also, like, do you think the librarian is really going to help you in your current condition? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Cole? <laughs> um, get a grip, Cole. We get a scene with Crowley and his two demon assistants. Crowley is just staring at a picture of him and Dean. Um, I'm pretty sure a song called Lonely Girl is playing in the background for added humor. Uh, but it's just okay. a picture of him and Dean having a good time at a bar with, like, cowboy hats and drinks with huge straws coming out of them. Like, just just having a ball. They're, like just just having a great time and he's obviously very sad about it when um eventually he has to leave and he walks out
0: so we go from we go from sad crowley to uh sam and sam's driving the impala back to probably the the, um the bunker uh and dean is handcuffed in the back seat sam's talking about how the impala is like filthy um and this is where we know that dean is truly gone because he says it's just a car. And Sam was like, "What the fuck? Excuse
1: me? <laughs> yeah, it's what just do you a car- even me. What? First off, this is my dad's car, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, this is my dad's car. <laughs> Sam says, yeah.
0: Uh, it's um, but yeah,
1: and and he's, This is where Sam says, like, I, I guess you really have gone, gone dark. And um, and Dean's like, oh. Or no, I think Dean says something about going full dark and Sam's like, no, you let Cole live and you showed him mercy. And Dean says, that wasn't mercy. Imagine being that person who has trained their whole lives to kill the person, to take revenge on the person that killed your father, getting there, failing, and then realizing that and then letting that person doesn't kill you and you have to live with that for the rest of your life. Like that's, that's, that's the worst thing that I could have done to him. And then he ends the episode by saying, and what I'm going to do to you, Sammy, that ain't going to be mercy either. And oh, chills, my Ooh man, boys. chills. Oh boy, Ooh just geez. put put this shit in my veins. I want all this of I'm this in about. my veins. I am. This, this is, is what I'm talking about. What is gonna happen, Chris? What is gonna happen with the rest of this fucking season?
0: this is good shit you know in this in the scene i wish that uh that dean had used a more personal example i wish it had be like you know mother imagine you uh you ran into the yellow eyes after looking for him your whole life you know the thing that killed mom the thing that killed jessica and, and then having him whoop your ass <laughs> um, i wish that he had gone for like a specific reference rather than just making the vague thing because like mm-hmm. they've literally like they've been there done that but um yeah regardless this is this is really good shit this is real evil dean I wish that we um, just had a whole lot more of this.
1: Yeah, me too. I I, I wish we had more of this. I'm, um, I, I, evil demon Dean is so fucking good and so interesting and, and very scary. Jensen pulls this off in a way that, um, Jared got close to, I think when he was possessed by Lucifer mm-hmm. in some of the earlier seasons. Uh, but Jensen is just so much scarier at it. Like he's just so much more of a presence. Like I not not trying right. to hate on Sam or Jared Padalecki, but like I think no, 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 Jensen no. just fucking nails this in a way that like really spooks me, and it's really really fucking good. And what a good episode! Yeah, like there was, I don't really care about Cole very much. Um, I don't care no. about Cole's plot. But but Dean I'm...
0: Dean getting to play off of that <clears throat> is so good.
1: Yeah, and and also all of Crowley stuff, where you could tell he's just he just really wants to be Dean's friend, but he's so frustrated that Dean's <laughs> like doesn't want to be his friend. Like it's 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 very simplistic simplistic, but it's very good. Like I am liking what they're doing with Crowley this season so far.
0: Yeah. um, And like with Sam being Lucifer for a little while, like, or Jared playing Lucifer, Lucifer is a serious kind of character. You know what I mean? Like, there's still like, like yeah. this refined, almost like dignity about his evil. But like, Jensen, this must be so much fun to just completely like kind of let loose. Like, he's still Dean, but it's such a different version of him that it's like, it, it's just gotta be a ton <laughs> of fun to just play this evil son of a bitch. It's fun, man. Uh, What did you think about the episode overall? Are you into it? Big fan. Yeah, I think this is better than the first one. I didn't, you know, I didn't dislike the first one or anything like that. Um, And it feels like so much happens with Dean and yet they're still managing to fit in Castiel and Hannah throughout all this. So like, yeah, it's uh, it was a jam packed episode, but it didn't feel over long or anything like that. It was a good one.
1: We put Where's Cass in the the lyrics of our new intro without realizing that every single episode is going to answer that question. So I'm I'm here for that. I hope
0: so. I hope so.
1: (laughs) um thank you everybody for listening uh thank you for everybody that donates over at patreon.com slash monster of the week we appreciate you guys um we it's so nice if you're interested in that you get some cool benefits go check out that website um if you want to talk to the podcast or send us feedback at motwcast on twitter you can also contact us directly by going to monster the week slash contact um chris
0: where are you on twitter i am at local bones
1: I am at J.G. Greer. You can find links to all of that stuff at monsteroftheweek.cool. We'll be back next week with more Season 10 uh, with Episode 3, which is teased as Jensen Ackles returns to the helm as director. So uh, always a fun time when he, when he directs an episode, but I would have liked to see him a little bit something funnier for that tease. Mm. Anyway, thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> we managed to get. I can't through- believe it was my internet. It was your internet
1: this time, not mine. I can't believe this.
0: It's very weird. Um, okay, one thirty-three, huh? Mm. I'll get these uploaded to you.
1: Yeah, I'm probably not gonna edit it today. I'm probably just gonna go play video games and wait for Rob.
0: Yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna. I gotta go run over to my sister's, water her shit. Not her shit. Her plants. I figured to um, admit that. And then. And then I'll be back, and then it'll be gamer time.
1: Do you uh Final Fantasy 14 all day?
0: Um, probably, yeah. I might switch it up a little bit. Um, we'll see. I'm looking for something that might be a little bit different, because I'm playing a lot of RPGs and JRPGs and whatever so. But uh oh, no, yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Hey, um the Don't Give Up Skeleton Discord, Diana is doing an internal eternal ring. Uh, a playthrough, like a, a game club, if you want to jump on that, because that's on PS. Yeah, now. I was thinking about that.
0: I have Eternal Ring for PS two. I'd probably just buy it for PS four. I guess. Yeah, but, that's what um, I did.
1: I haven't got a chance to play yeah, it. Again. Sir,
0: I want to start finish. tweet that the other day. Yeah, let me know if you start that, because I might, uh, I might want to give that another shot. I played like the first, I don't know, like 15-20 minutes of it just to make sure that my disc that I had worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, I think that that would be kind of cool. Cool. Especially if it's people to talk to about it. All right, dude. Well, you have a you have a wonderful fourth. You too. Catch you later. later.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to ASMRJ. Today, I'm going to be reading some supernatural fan fiction. This is called Supernatural Tricks by Vampire Girl 1617. There lived an angel named Gabriel who became a trickster dog. This is his story. He loved to play pranks on every person, animal, etc which is always fun. The hoax were insane, but realistic figures brought to life like aliens probing people, eaten alive by a sewer alligator, a guy falling from a window because of a dead, rotting corpse that kissed him. One of these days, two guys named Dean and Sam came into a building which had weird history that turned into a foe. Gabriel wanted to go far and decided to play a trick on the guys into a squirrel and moose. The guys freaked out and said, what have you done to us, you son of a bitch? As for following me here, suckers, Trickster said, laughing. Gabriel walked away still with a smile on his face and ran to go out the door. Before getting stabbed in the heart by a bloody stake covered in the victim's blood. And want to guess who did it? It was Dean, who scurried across the ground to watch Gabe, who was totally good because he jumped from a rope that was attached to moose on his antler flying like he was Superman. Then Gabe fell to the floor. Sam and Dean turned back to themselves, which was good for them. I feel so much better than all of that fur, Sam admitted laughing, which Dean joined him in with. Yep, agree, Sammy, Dean said. Still thought it was cool to fly like Superman when he was a squirrel with a smile on his face. It's Sam.
0: As soon as I hit record, I burped.
1: (laughs) Oh, word. (laughs) That's the sign of a true pro. Professional motherfucking podcaster.
0: I used to say for a very large number of years to Steve all the time, Like I would text him I would say, that's the sign, dot, 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 of a true pro. Like, I don't know, and I didn't know why I said it. And he didn't know why I said it, but we both knew it was a reference to something. Many, many years we went about doing this. For, like, like seriously, like five or six years, and I didn't know what it was from. Um, and then I found out, this is, shouldn't surprise anybody, that it's a line that a random NPC in Final Fantasy VIII says. And I don't know, like, it, that has it has nothing to do with the fact that I love that game. It was just as random thing that we thought was funny at some point in our lives and then both of us completely forgot what it was from
1: <laughs> do you ever do you ever think that you're just becoming a parody of your own self at some mm-hmm. k- in some some mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. <laughs> you that's just, all i am not even intentionally quoting final fantasy 8 to your friends and getting a big mm-hmm. kick out of it that's 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 something yep. special
0: talking about the importance of the ellipses in, in the game yeah no, no no for sure for sure i've lost it man i'm looney tunes
1: <laughs> you want to do the thing
0: let's do the thing Like, it's cool
1: looking, but it's pretty plain. Like, I don't feel like this one is very evocative or like we, we used to get them like where they would have wings or like burnt wings or something. So to kind yeah. of match the theme of the season. But we don't really get that here.
0: Yeah, it's just like what it's like a devil's trap, like a blue devil's trap or something like
1: that. Did your phone ring again?
0: Hello? Hello? Chris Moser? Did I lose you? uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
1: If we can get this sucker hey
0: going again whoa you can hear me hey can you hear me oh hey can you hear me now yeah okay. i i kept hitting disconnected it wouldn't let me disconnect i closed it i came back in still wouldn't let me disconnect and then i had it closed and then i heard you go hey so i opened discord back up <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird so that's um, that's something all right what were we saying
1: I was—I uh, had just said that this was not a, a very interesting splash screen for this season. Just slides the blade in softly, like we saw something similar when Metatron stabbed him, right? Like just that—that that slow, mm-hmm. not like a stab, but like a slow insertion of a blade into the heart. Uh, and Dean is just staring at him in, in his eyes, like he's really getting him. getting off on this. He's really enjoying it. Um, His—he's getting so excited. He has two de- two teeth on his dick now, which is the sign not of excitement all. in a in a demon dick. Um uh, And then yeah, we go from there to Sam not again, uh, who is interviewing the bouncer. No love for tooth tooth, dick. Oh, you didn't, probably Discord, because no, no I tried to that.
0: leave, and it wouldn't let me. What in tarnation?
1: <laughs> Man, your internet's being weird nowadays.
0: <clears throat> Man, I was just looking at it. Discord just wouldn't open. I was like, don't even fucking tell me Discord went down. And I finally peeked down, and I get the little exclamation point next to my Wi-Fi. Maybe it's because there's so many goddamn people at my house with their goddamn phones out. Ah, uh, maybe so. That's That can't, I, I mean... It's just my cousin and my uncle. It's not it's two two more people than usual. It's not really that big of a deal.
1: I um, it'll be in the outtakes, but like I literally had made a joke about Dean getting excited about uh, getting so excited about stabbing this guy that he grew another tooth on his dick, and like then just kept going. And I was like, "Really? You got you got no love for? Oh, no. You got no love for the for the, the for the, oh, do, for no. the dick tooth?
0: <laughs> That's sad. That's not, I w- I wish I heard that. Well, now I did, so it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um.
1: Like, just just having a ball like just just having a great time and he's obviously very sad about it when um eventually he has to leave and he walks out
0: i lost you again oh my god this oh is, no i lost this you is again. ridiculous oh boy what is going on hey i can hear you hey yeah oh my god dude can you hear me yeah, I can hear you. Okay. All right. Let's 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 finish this out. Let's finish this out. You All were right, saying uh, about Crowley looking at his phone and then with the cowboy hats, and he was sad.
1: Yeah, yeah. So pick it up for that next scene. I'm not quite to the point where I have to mute Final Fantasy 14 for my timeline, but I'm getting very close to having to mute Final Fantasy 14 for my timeline.
0: <laughs> I feel like I don't even follow that many people who uh, who post about it.
1: All of the, uh, not all, but a lot of the um, Bloodborne girls that I interviewed for uh, Don't Give Up Skeleton um, are way off into Final Fantasy XIV. That's what they all do together. They all play together all the time. So
0: I'm jealous. It's just me and Steve. Steve's great. He runs me through all my dungeons, so I don't even have to lift a finger. But I, I wish there was hundreds of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, I was tempted to, just to try it out, but like... I keep seeing pictures of the interface, and I'm like, you know, I just, I don't want. I mean,
0: I don't want to. I'm not gonna. I would, I would love to play Final Fantasy 14 with you, but I don't think it's your kind of game. I don't think you'd like
1: it. I don't think it's gonna be a thing for Jay. I'm just gonna.
0: Because it's like it's an MMO, and I could, I could probably see you getting into an MMO. I don't know if you've ever been into one before, just because like you know, there's a lot of systems and stuff, and I know you kind of get into that stuff. Um, There's always lots of little tasks to do, and that can keep you like entertained and pushing forward. And there's always some sort of reward system going on. Um, but also, Final Fantasy XIV is a Final Fantasy game with a full ass <laughs> Final Fantasy story, and that's like what you do is story stuff.
1: And a lot of it is um, like heavily draws from all of the other Final Fantasy games, right? So, like, there would be times that I just know, like, I would something would happen and everybody would be freaking out. I'd be like, I don't know who that is who who, who is who is this boy? <laughs> Why should I care?
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to experience the joy of seeing a cactar riding on a chocobo. You know what I'm saying?
1: I mean that sounds delightful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a good time. Knowing what a cactar, I actually don't know what a cactaria is. Like I know what it looks like, but I don't it's, know why yeah, it's, a, it's why it's, it's a all it is. Okay. Well, that was the
0: thing that when we first started this podcast, we were sending that little picture that just said yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, cactuar- I, I, like I, I said, know. I know what a cactar looks like. I just
1: don't yeah. know like is it an enemy? Do you fight one? Yeah, is it a, they're is fat, it a friend? Fast
0: little cactus boys usually they in in whatever game that they're in like an eight i don't know if eight's the first one that has characters in it that's probably false it's just obviously the one that i remember them from they're incredibly difficult to hit in battle and then they run away that's their first thing oh it's you,
1: like a it's like a metal slime
0: it's like a metal slime exactly yeah 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 that makes a lot more sense <laughs> you got okay. it. it's a metal slime yeah you got that's, a shitload <laughs> of xp or whatever if you kill it
1: kind of what i assumed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went
0: through like the first half of Dragon Quest Eleven, killing almost every metal slime I came across, and then I reached a point where I killed no more for the rest of the game, and it made me so fucking mad. <laughs> uh,
1: the Cactuar first shows up in Final Fantasy VI.
0: Oh, okay. Is it in Seven? It is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm fucking full of it. Well, there's a giant. There's a giant boss in Eight. That's a. Uh, that's a Cactuar. So, whatever.
1: Um. There's also Cactars in The Dirge of Cerberus in Final Fantasy VII. Dirge of Cerberus. I don't know what the fuck that is. Is that the first person shooter? It is a a shoot. I think
0: it's a third person shooter on PS2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It stars Vincent Valentine from FF7. I actually, I almost bought that game a couple months ago because I never played it when it came out. I might still buy it at some point. I don't know. (laughs) Mm. I play a lot of uh, <laughs> wow.
1: Games. Have you ever seen the real thick <laughs> Cactar? <laughs> uh, Hopefully, I'm about to. <laughs> <laughs> let me um, let me just hit you with uh, like it's the front view, but you know the rear view is going to be like that. Cactar is thick.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> That's from um, Final Fantasy Eleven.
0: Ooh, she, she, thick. <laughs>
1: she thick. She thick. She though. thick
0: though. <laughs> Yeah, there's oh, the giant. That one should be my from... new avatar on Twitter.
1: <laughs> that's the giant one from Final Fantasy XIII-2. two. They've gone through a lot of weird designs with these cactars, my man.
0: I feel like eight has like the the standard one. If you ask me, they perfected it. Then I'm not biased.
1: Man, you you can just you can just go down a rabbit hole. Like I'm not even halfway down the page yet.
0: <laughs> like there's just a lot here. Trying to find the thickest cactar. Yeah, no, I get it.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's any 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 better designs. Like you'd think that there would just be like a grid with some images, but nope. It's BS.
0: There's, They're there's suppressing cards. the cactars.
1: There's a white cactar? That's weird. Ooh. Ooh. This one, this one looks like the, it's about to get crucified, and it's very unhappy about it. <laughs> about itself. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, you can get a playable Cactar and Mario Hoops three on three. I don't know if you ever what? played that game. I had that for the DS. It's it like a basketball game.
0: What a weird crossover! Yeah,
1: I'm telling you, man. Uh, maybe some Kingdom Hearts. And yeah, the Cactar be. has been... This page, somebody spent some real time going through and documenting every fucking appearance appearance of the Cactar.
0: Yeah, I think it's in Kingdom Hearts 3 and the Toy Store. Um, also, I don't know, we probably talked about it at the time, and it's no longer really relevant, but so Toy Story 4 just came out. I don't know if you ever saw or cared about any of the Toy Story movies. I can't say that I do as an adult, but when I was really young, those movies were coming out, so I watched them over and over and over again. I think if I watched them now, I would just die. I would just, that'd be the end for me. I bet um, that first
1: one still holds up really, really yeah, well. Yeah. Probably. Like I Cause I mean, Pixar is Pixar, like, you know, up still, right. will still fuck with me in the first 10 minutes.
0: I just, yeah, I don't want it to make me sad, especially as an adult man who still has toys, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the fourth one just came out. I, I don't know anything about it, but I do know that the events of kingdom hearts three that take place in the toy Story world are, are canon to the, to the actual toy story story. Um, I don't know if like Nomura just like asked whoever from the Toy Story team, "Hey, can this be canon?" But they said, "Yeah, fu- yeah, fu- sure, <laughs> go ahead." I'm
1: guessing what happened is he was he just did it, and then they were like, "Well, I mean, it's in Kingdom's hearts. We have to make it canon. <laughs> like we can't we can't get away from this now." Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Buzz becomes a heartless or something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I watched I watched the first one Way Way Back when. Um but I've never watched I don't think I've watched any of the sequels despite people saying that they're really good. Like I I enjoy some Pixar movies, but I don't actively seek them out um and like the older I get, the more the less I'm interested in that in that kind of stuff. And like that's not saying like it's a kiddie show or anything. Oh, right. but I'm just I'm just like I don't care about talking cars or or whatever. Like I don't I just um I, I like the Incredibles a whole lot. That's probably mm-hmm. my favorite Pixar movie. Incredibles oh. is pretty dope. I don't. know but, what I mean, that's
0: my favorite Pixar movie would be. That's
1: basically a Fantastic Four story. So yeah, like, it's <laughs> it's just it, it's in my wheelhouse.
0: I liked uh, I liked Wally a lot. I had to watch it for. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about WALL-E. Class. Yeah. I think we watched it in high school, like my senior year, and it just came out or something. And um, I was like, yeah, man, I don't want to watch this fucking animated movie. This is stupid. I don't know why I would ever take that stance. Why, why Chris Moser would ever say that? But um. Uh, I ended up really liking it, so it was one of those situations where I expected to not care at all, and then it was like, "Oh shit,
1: <laughs> this is sad.
0: <laughs> this is super sad, guys." Don't um, I, just,
1: I got a little salt in the air, man? Don't don't worry about it.
0: I don't know. I don't know what Pixar movie would be. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, I was gonna say is Frozen Pixar. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I think that's a jury Marks joint.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's Disney. I know that much.
1: I gotta um, gotta find thick cactar again so I can put it in the show notes.
0: Oh yeah, come on.
1: Got to make sure. Got to make sure it's gotta in the make show sure. notes.
0: Are we? Uh, are we doing thinking face?
1: We probably should. We tomorrow is our last episode of that that we have recorded.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, it's, I thought for some reason today was Monday. Um, but yeah, let's want to do like just another three just to have them. It's up to you. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. All right. What um, was the other
1: cactar that I sent you? Where's the crucified? You guy sent from? me the
0: crucified. I can just send them back to you.
1: No, 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 I'll, I'll find it. It's just got yeah. to scroll down far enough. There he is. Does the cactar have a gender?
0: I don't think so. I think, I don't think plants do.
1: Boy, we're going to have some um, <laughs> plant specialists right <laughs> yeah. into the podcast. Actually,
0: <laughs> why is God is the Lord trending as number one on my Twitter? Oh, my God. This is why you don't look at Twitter. This is why you
1: don't look at Twitter when you're recording a podcast. Yeah, we can do some thinking face. I'm into that.
0: All right. Um, I slammed two donuts right before coming. my cousin just came over um, just to visit my uncle. She brought me a coffee, like huge come up shout out. Um, And she also brought home donuts. So I slammed a couple donuts, (laughs) stood up, got out of bed, ate some donuts, recording a podcast. (laughs)
1: God <laughs> are bless we talking America. about some uh chocolate covered are we talking about some glazed what are you doing i
0: had a, a boston cream Have you ever had a boston Ooh. cream mm-hmm. it's got chocolate on the top cream on the inside it's fucking dope the other one was a glazed donut
1: i'm a, um i'm a very plain donut guy i'm a like either just plain or chocolate covered if you start putting fillings in there like i'm i'm usually not into it like i've had a boston cream and i and they're good but they're too much for me they're just too sweet
0: yeah well this is just from dunkin donut so it's just like it's 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 not very rich it's not very gourmet it's just like taking a bite out of like a little candy bar it's just yeah, yeah. a tiny little like shit thing which but you know what that's all that's all my broke-ass knees you know i can't go i can't go too bougie with this stuff
1: if that was a um if that was a crispy <laughs> cream filled donut like you'd be on a sugar rush right now you'd be bouncing oh, yeah. off the fucking walls
0: i remember at my my after my grandfather's funeral first person in my life i ever lost i was like 12 years old um and we had everybody back to the house after everybody's, you know, sad, but you know how those things go. Everybody's just talking, whatever gathering some old man walks in with a big old stack of boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts. Now I never had one before. So I'm like, well, I'm just, I'm a little old me. And what am I going to do? What's the little boy going to do? I go over to that box. I grab a glazed donut and it. It changed my life. I don't think anyone would have ever seen me so happy. And it's unfortunate that it happened to be on that day of all days because I ate like five of those things. I was sugar rushing all around the house acting like a madman. I, it's like, you know, I never felt sadness at all. Um, it's the power of donuts, man.
1: I um, I may have told you this, but when I was working in um, Phoenix, I was uh, I had to drive a pretty long way. And I usually the office coffee was terrible the um there was not and I didn't want to spend like a five dollars on Starbucks thing I hadn't quite gotten mm-hmm. to my Starbucks addiction now I I, I don't care I'll, I'll go to Starbucks all fucking day I don't care um <laughs> so gas station coffee is terrible um uh, but down the street from my office was a Krispy Kreme so I was like oh well they, they make coffees there so I'll go get a coffee there so I would pull up go in and be like I, I need this coffee He'd be like sure and like they would always and this happened like 3 or 4 days in a row they would reach behind them grab a donut off the line and like have a complimentary donut and I'm like oh sweet thank you <laughs> and within 2 weeks that turned into me getting a coffee and like four donuts <laughs> every single morning <laughs> from Krispy Kreme and then going and going to my job and you know uh eating a bunch of fucking donuts every day which is not Chris, that's not good for you. You shouldn't do that. You
0: had to you had to hit that addiction, you know? I had
1: to had to get that sugar in me, man. Oh, no,
0: man. um Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get weird, uh I'm gonna get my weird throat. You know? Uh I just used to listen to this podcast. I can't remember what it was called. I think I listened to it for a while too. But one of them would drink a milkshake during it
1: oh then you get, that... you get that you get that milk throat i feel yeah. like i'm getting
0: coffee throat right now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so i don't want to be clear my throat too much but i feel like it's gonna happen well if you
1: clear your throat i mean i usually drop markers for that and trying to take that out anyway yeah
0: because so. it's nasty you know what i'm saying
1: nobody wants to hear throat noises on a podcast nobody wants to hear you eating nobody wants to hear you drinking nobody wants to right. hear you coughing No way. Barely. I mean, in my opinion, nobody really wants to hear you speak on a podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. They just want you to come on and be like, "All of your opinions are valid, and we agree with you."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Catch
1: (laughs) us next week, everybody.
0: People are here for their own validation, not from our opinions, and yeah, I don't blame no, them.
1: Nobody gives a shit about us.
0: Right. Um, and, and I do the same
1: thing. I listen to a podcast about like a video game that I like, and if they start disagreeing with me, boy, is it is it time to fucking shine.
0: Yeah, I told you. I bailed out on an FFA podcast the other day. I was like, uh You know what it was? I said they were being too mean. I texted that to you. They weren't being too mean. It's just that I wasn't there to defend it, <laughs> and that upset me. <laughs> there was nobody in my corner. You know what I'm saying?
1: it's funny that um you, we get that feedback a lot of like i'm trying to talk to the radio because chris and jeremy are saying something that i disagree with and like i do that too all the fucking time like that's that's something that happens to me constantly like yeah it's, it's the so reason that i finagled my way to be talked about on the most podcasts that i listen to that's right so.
0: that's right <laughs> so you can just nod your head and go, uh-huh, uh-huh, i'm in the room N-
1: never forget the open mic eagle line that he It was on one of his songs where he bragged, uh, I've been on every podcast that I listen to. And I'm like, God damn, dude. (laughs) The
0: greatest (laughs) flex of our generation. (laughs)
1: What a fucking flex, man. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good flex. (laughs) It's such a good flex. And he probably has, too. That's the thing. (laughs) Especially now that he's been on Waypoint. Yeah. Anyway.
0: You ready for thinking face? I was going to talk about the Last Guardian, but we don't need that. In these outtakes. You can do it. What's up? I walked into my podcast room and I forgot I had my my giant collector's edition box for the Last Guardian. It's in like Unopened? a gray, looks like, like a like a worn wooden box. Um, it has the statue inside, and art book, and all that stuff. It was on the floor in here. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I don't know where it came from. It was it's on the floor um i checked to make sure everything was okay and i like opened the box and i was like god damn that's a nice fucking statue maybe i should actually play this game <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i uh i thought about buying that statue because I, uh, I, I love team ico so much um but you know i just bought it bought the game digitally and didn't want to have to like have an extra copy of the game or anything yeah. so every once in a while those those collector's editions will pop up on amazon for like 30 or 40 dollars yeah and it's it's so dope i'm uh yeah, everyone, I'm, like, real tempted. Even if it's a game that I don't like, I'm like, hmm, mm. wow. Yeah, mm. the
0: uh I think I think it was God of War, which I haven't played it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I saw that one for pretty cheap recently.
0: It went cheap, and I was like, do I get it? Do I get it? And then I, I didn't do it, but eventually I'll play that game.
1: <laughs> That's good. I think you were probably like that. Like, yeah, I think I'll like it. It's it's fun. It's a good, like, 20 hours. I didn't do all the extra bullshit because um by the end of it, I was pretty done with the game. Like, I, the, the mechanics were good enough to and the enemy variety really wasn't good enough to really get me like into it mm-hmm. and it all of the optional stuff was like oh hey this is a super difficult mode and i'm like okay well i'm i'm just i finished the game and i saw the secret ending and i'm i'm out
0: so. right Man, i had this thing last night i've been playing ff14 obviously but um at the same time i've been playing final fantasy 10 um and i have been having a really good time with that i hadn't played it for a few days and finally, last night, like I hop back into it, I was playing it for a little while. I did this little like optional dungeon, and it was actually a huge pain in the ass. I kept almost dying on like every fight. And I was like, "No, it's okay. It's a challenge. It's not a big deal." I get to the end, and there is this summon that you can get named Yojimbo, and you have to pay him a certain amount. You like hire him, and there's a little trick to doing it to get him to lower his amount. And I was able to do the trick to get him to lower it to his like lowest lowest offer, which is like two hundred thousand gil or whatever. But I didn't have enough. I didn't have enough money for that. And I, it was so annoyed because I was like, God damn it, I just spent like an hour and a half in this dungeon, like fighting shit, running around, being an idiot. And now I get here and I just like you can't get it. Um
1: man, I am I am experiencing some some gamer frustration uh in a similar vein. I've been I've told you I've been playing Outer Wilds. Mm-hmm. Uh and that game is at its core, it's a 22-minute loop, right? Like, so you start the game. You take off in your spaceship. You have 22 minutes until the sun explodes. Like, and that's not a spoiler. Like, that'll. I mean, obviously, right. I guess it's a spoiler if you don't know anything about it. But like, you'll find out in tw- probably won't find out in 22 minutes because you're gonna die before that. But like, that's the basic core loop of the game. And there's things that you can only do at certain points in that time loop, and it's really frustrating. Like, mm-hmm. I've there was uh, so there's one planet that is they built a bunch of like warp places on. And you can, so there's a bunch of towers. You go to one of the towers, you stand on the warp plate. And then as the planet, cause everything's in orbit as the planet lines up with the warp tower, you warp to that planet. And that's a way to access things on the planets that you normally can not access just by landing on the planet. Right. Um, so one of the towers I walked in and uh, there's all of these cactuses growing throughout this path. And I'm in a space shoot space Whoa. shoot. So cactar, guys. you can imagine like needles sticking out of these cactuses yeah. aren't, or cacti aren't going to do well. So I was like, oh, I just need to come back here. Like at, like this place is blocked off. I need to access it a different way. Um, so like exploring all around the tower, exploring like underneath it to see if I could come up, trying to go from the top. Like nothing ever worked. And finally, I just got bored and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to find a guide for this game. I've done everything that I can think of to do. Maybe something out there will just, like, give me the push over the edge I need to unlock more stuff. And the trick was to get there early in the loop. (laughs) Because (laughs) apparently if the planet is at a certain distance from the sun in its orbit, then the cactuses, the cacti, don't grow. And you can just walk down the path. And I'm like, you know what? That's That's fucking annoying. and so, like, I had to be there within, like, a couple of minute window. And it was, even knowing that, like, trying to get to it was still really, really difficult for me. Like, mm-hmm. I still had, like, tore, I, I lost half my oxygen and tore my suit in, like, five different places. Which is easy to repair, but, yeah.
0: It's still paying pain in the ass. I heard, or read a tweet, I can't remember who it was from, maybe you know. It said, like, open open world time-based puzzles are not great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I I think I tweeted something along that that extension, and yeah. um and your your bud Dylan was tweeting at me because he just started playing it as well, uh, um and yeah, like it's 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 good if you can figure all that shit out, and it's fun, like that's it's a real sense of like oh I I unlocked this knowledge or whatever, um but it's it's very frustrating, <laughs> <laughs> and like there was there's another one where you have to learn, um. You have to learn this thing. And I I went to two out of the three caves that I needed to do, but I didn't get to the last one because it was, like, buried under some stuff. And if you uh-huh. don't go there early, then the cave fills up with sand and et cetera, uh-huh. et cetera, et cetera. And, like, so I finally found a guide that was like, oh, hey, you need to go here in order to access this thing, but we're not going to tell you anything that you find in there. So that's been really helping me. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's supposed to be a guide to get the best ending But I'm like, I'm reading through it. I'm like, done it, done it, done it. Oh, I haven't done that. I should have done that way a long time ago. So Mm -hmm. It's just really frustrating when games don't, when games do that kind of
0: stuff. Yeah. But it is a really fun game. Like, I I still really like it, despite that. Hopefully it will be satisfying when it's all said and done and won't leave a bad taste in your mouth. (laughs) I
1: I got, uh, I did get my first achievement for the game, even though I've been playing it for like 20 hours. Oh, wow. Um, There's a, there's a, a station that's orbiting the sun. It's very, very close to the sun and uh i've been trying to land on it because i didn't know how to get to it otherwise um spoiler alert it was the cactus warp thing that i had to do uh (laughs) but um so i just literally like i was like okay i'm just going to do nothing but try to land on this thing if i take immediately off i can see exactly where the sun station is i'm going to fly over there to it i'm going to try to lock orbit and then i'm gonna try to get to it without falling into the sun and i did that maybe like 10 or 15 times and one time i I accidentally sped past it instead of slowing down and went directly Uh-oh. into the sun and got an achievement Uh-oh. for dying within 60 <laughs> seconds of the time loop starting. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Thanks, Thanks. G- video game, for yeah. the first achievement that I got being a, f- a fuck you middle finger. <laughs> fucking
0: so. rude. It's, fucking dude, I swear rude. to God, I'm like 95 hours into the long dark and I got one achievement the other day. I was like, excuse <laughs> it's me. So weird. It's I didn't so even know this game had these.
1: I don't remember. Oh, Dauntless. Uh, I was playing Dauntless with some people, and I think um, that's like an MMO grinding game that I was getting kind of yeah. into a little bit. Um, and I like I, I got one achievement, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Let me go see what the other achievements are. And there's only four achievements to that entire game, and I was like, oh, weird.
0: That's <laughs> okay. so weird. All right. <laughs> uh, oh, the other day I meant to tell you this, or some I wanted to tell somebody this about the Long Dark, is that survival game that I play where you're just you're just in in the wilderness, the frozen wilderness. You're hiding in caves, looking for supplies. Um, sometimes you're in a cabin, sometimes you're out hunting, hunting deer, doing your thing. Um, I I keep coming back to this game because it's really good for just sitting listening to an audiobook or a podcast and I just I enjoy playing it. Um, but the other day I went out and I got caught in a snowstorm and it was fine because I, my guy had like great uh clothing and all that stuff. I knew where I was going, I wasn't going to get lost. But in he the was distance to impress. He was dressed to impress. He had his wolf pelt on. It was a whole thing. Um, And in the distance, I see something that literally gave me the chills in real life. Because I've played this game so much and it's such a quiet game most of the time. I see just this strange thing moving in the distance and I was like, holy fucking shit. Was there just a patch? Did something just get added to this game? So I like... I pull up my rifle. I have one bullet left. Like I'm, I'm ready for whatever this is, and I'm and I'm trudging through the snow as fast as I can, trying to catch up to where this thing is. And I see it finally, and I realize it's just a deer. And it was just its antlers, and their antlers were moving in like a weird way, the way that the storm was. And I was like, oh man, how great would this game be if there was just like one monster in this whole thing? Because um, that. The way, they, the, the feeling that it gave me, the chills that ran up my spine was, like, such a fun feeling. And then to realize, like, ah, oh, shit, that's not what it is. Um, <laughs> but then, like, two days later, I was playing the game and I was out at night. And sometimes in the game, um, there will be, like, this, like, bright glowing green purple light in the sky. It looks almost like the Aurora Borealis, but it's, like some sort of weird event there's no explanation for it in the game um sometimes it will turn on electricity like everything is obviously dead there's there's no lights or anything like that but like street lights will turn on and like lights in houses will turn on and radios will buzz and i saw a laptop and i was able to click on the laptop and like look at emails on it which i didn't think what? would ever be something in this game i was like what the fuck is going on so i went outside that one of these nights because i was like oh i have to go get xyz over here whatever and it's bright out so i can go out at night it's not going to be a big deal i'm not going to get lost and everything's glowing green and it's beautiful whatever and then i turn i see some i see some wolves off in the distance and they're barking and i'm like oh this seems like they're kind of far away to be barking at me wolves is like a pretty like standard like ai like i i know where i'm good and where i'm not good Uh, And as they come a little closer, I realize that they're not just like reflecting the light from the sky. They're actually like these bigger, glowing green wolves. And I was like, what the fuck? I've been playing this game a lot and I've never seen this. And sure enough, those wolves just charged me and almost killed me. Because most normal wolves, even if you just take a shot at their feet, they'll run off. The gunshot will scare them off. Or you can light a, a flare or a torch and that will scare them off and that's enough. Um, but these were not afraid of any of that shit and they, uh, they attacked me. Thankfully I didn't die, but I was like, okay, so there is still, there's still some weird shit in this game that, uh, can, you know, offer me some surprises. They weren't actual like monsters, which I would love to run into like an abominable snowman somewhere, but, uh, it was still oh, yeah, it was, like, a creepy little experience to have. Seriously. I don't know if 90 hours is an, ex- is an exaggeration, but I've played this game a lot. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> <laughs> It's always fun that a game can surprise you with that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, seriously. All right, let's do some podcasts.